0: The banging and clanging sports podcast. We are back with a review show um, of yesterday's SummerSlam. I liked it. I thought it was very well done. I thought there were, were some things that were unexpected, which you you always want with a PLE. You want some things that that you that you're not expecting to happen. Um, but there are also some things you want to pay fan service to the people who have watched the. Uh, The weekly, the weekly entertainment, you want to make sure that they're, they also go home satisfied. So we opened up the show, Kid Rock. I don't know how you feel about Kid Rock. I like him. Uh, He did a very good job doing the, doing the open. Um, And then we got right into our first match of the night, which was Logan Paulie, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Uh, Logan coming out there in the Wolverine because he, his name is Logan, for, for crying out loud. How, how would he not dress like Wolverine? So he comes out to the ring, uh, crowd just booing him, booing him, lots of heat, lots of heat, um, unmercifully uh, on his way to the ring, followed by Ricochet, who came out to the ring to, to lots of cheers. People feeling Ricochet, as they should. Um, one of the, the points of contention was uh, ricochet's fiance doing the uh, doing the ring announcements. Logan Paul had made a remark that your fiance is going to be saying my name at the end of the match um, which turned out you know she actually did. but the match itself was was fantastic. The more I watch uh, watch Logan do what he does, um, I'm very impressed because it's not easy. It's not easy, especially the style that he does, it's very acrobatic. Um, the things they put in to protect him, I'm sure that, you know, he, he does most every single match. He's able to get a ton of offense in, because I I think that's the, the thing that maybe he might not be the best seller. Um, given that, that he hasn't been in the wrestling business, he's not a career wrestler. Um, but the way that he, the way they put the matches together for him are, are great. I think they're, I think they're great. Um, the, the aerial stuff and, I was going to say probably the, the spot, one of my spots of the night is when uh, they get on the side of the, the ring apron, do the backflip, and they land, they kind of stumble a little bit, but then they get back up punching, they separate, and then do a flying clothesline thing into each other, which was uh, phenomenal. And how do you protect Ricochet at the end? You get one of the members of the Logan Paul podcast to slide, slide Logan some uh, some brass knucks. And uh, Logan just clocks Ricochet. And uh, knocks him out for the uh, one, two, three. Why was this match first, you ask? Because uh, Logan has the cachet to be able to tell Triple H, hey, um, my brother's fighting. I got to get to the fight. So he finished that fight, hopped on the private jet, flew, and watched his big bro knock out Nate Diaz. All right, next match. We had... Uh, let's go into the Charlotte, Charlotte, Oscar, Bianca match. Um, it's fantastic, <laughs> another fantastic match. All right, so, but this probably had my favorite, um, favorite end of the match. I'm gonna say because um, I was fully expecting Asuka to win. Asuka was the uh, was awesome. Favorite, she had held the belt that long. She was doing great with it. Um, but looming over this, which I didn't touch on the other day, was Sky having the um, the Money in the Bank. She won Money in the Bank. So, Figure Four, uh, leg lock, Asuka's shoulders are down. Bianca Bianca does a fantastic job of selling this knee injury to the point where, hey, you know, I thought she was really hurt, as I'm sure a lot of people thought she was really hurt, um, and that's what happens when you're when you're a veteran and you're able to to evoke the emotions that you need um from the crowd and yeah she was hurt or it looked like she's hurt so she gets in there battles through the figure four gets the pen gets the win and then you know she can't go she she she's knee is badly damaged and sky comes out there with bailey and the returning dakota dakota kai and hits a uh and and gets the win so your new uh Raw Women's Champion is Sky, which is which is uh, pretty cool. All right, next, let's go to the Gunther versus McIntyre match. So this one, <coughs> hard hitting, hard hitting. I saw online that they said Big E would be a huge fan of this match because it was two big, meaty men slapping meat, um, and that's what it was. Very hard hitting. Um, I was not expecting Gunther to win this match because Drew McIntyre is such a, such a high-level guy. But if you wanted to, to secure Gunther's place in the pantheon of intercontinental champions, you did it. Because he beat um, a former world champion. Um, and one of the highest uh, on the roster, I would say, that he probably looked at as one of the top-tier people on the roster... He beat him clean, no help with a power bomb that is just that is just crushing, crushing, crushing. It looks like it's just it just hit so hard. So Gunther will break Honky Talk Man's record of longest uh longest reigning intercontinental champion. And if you've watched uh uh that would be a good trivia question. Who is the person who broke? Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Streak. I think it actually was broken at a SummerSlam, and I'll, I'll leave that to you to, to go look up. I'll, actually, I'll come back. I'll give you guys a little bit of time um, as I finish the podcast, and I'll, I'll give you the answer to that at the end. All right. Next uh, Rollins versus Finn Balor. Um, this match was more about the, the coming dissension in the Judgment Day. Triple H said it in the post game, uh, the post uh, SummerSlam press conference. That the Judgment Day doesn't really have a clear-cut leader, um, unlike the uh, the bloodline. Is Finn the leader? Is Damian Priest the leader? Maria can make her case for the leader, or Dominic Mysterio can make his case for the leader. There is no, there is no uh, clear-cut winner. Um, Seth Rollins is untouchable um, skill-wise. In WWE. So I am glad that he keeps the belt. And I am looking forward to his next program. Now that he has vanquished uh, Finn Balor. Or does Finn get another match? Does Finn get another match as the demon. To come out there and try to uh, to beat uh, Seth Rollins. Alright. So uh, we go to Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. A lot of people were mad at this match. Because of the... Uh, you kicked... Um, you kick some other women off the card, like uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. In, in this spot, I think that would have been a better match, but maybe they wanted to give that match its own um, its own thing, where it's not sandwiched in to a bunch of other matches. But I, I would have liked it better in this spot. Uh, Shayna wins. It's, it's 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 very. I would imagine it's very hard if you're an actual fighter, and they want you to actual fight. But you can't actual fight because it's still sports entertainment. That being said, both of them look like they were in a pretty substantial battle, more so than most most wrestling matches because they were bruised all over their faces. Those kicks were connecting. They were wearing the five pound gloves. They were teeing off, teeing off on each other. Jada Baszler wins. Ronda is uh, probably going to take a break, but wasn't as bad as most people uh, were saying. But it's entertainment. I was entertained. All right, we got Cody versus Brock Lesnar. I I, I do like I, I love the way that Cody's matches are put together because there's always some type of adversity for him to overcome, and this was this was no uh, no different. So one of the main uh, cruxes of this match was Brock just 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 brutalizing Cody, brutalizing, throwing him out of the ring, and just saying hey. I'm just going to, I just want to beat you to the point where you can't get up. I just want you to get counted out to the point where I am, this show without a shadow of doubt that I'm the better athlete, I'm the better wrestler, I'm the better performer. Um, The F5, there are two F5, the first F5 would have been enough, he gets up at the count of eight, the second F5 through the table, which got a holy-ish chant going from the from the crowd in detroit also big ups to the crowd in detroit very good job by them um being engaged and, and helping these these uh elite performers do their jobs uh but the second one through the table um and then they, they kept panning over to cody's mom and she was she had the oh my goodness my son look in her eyes um but then cody starts battling back like he always does just starts punching kicking doing whatever he, he gets in. One of his favorite moves that, that he does is that Cody cutter, the one that he, and this is the one where he jumps from the second rope onto the top rope and then springboards off, catches Brock with a Cody cutter. And then his, um, it is a version of the three amigos, but it is a crossroads where he hits it, doesn't let go, hits it, doesn't let go, hits it, doesn't let go, um, which was, which is, which is cool. And it should be enough to put away anybody, anyone. Um, and by putting away Brock Lesnar by putting him down solidifies Cody as a top tier star if if he wasn't solidified already so this was his their way of saying that yeah he is a guy he is a top guy um, he, he didn't sweep Brock Lesnar like he swept Seth Rollins because that Seth Rollins and Cody are are same very very same but Cody has more experience he's a he, he is, a, um, in my eyes, he's a little bit higher of a, of a, a performer than, than Seth because of, you know, he, of the name, I would say the skill-wise are equally, but he's a Rhodes Royal, uh, wrestling royalty, um, so to speak, but beating Brock is, is this, this is the biggest win of Cody Rhodes, his career period. He's never had a match this big on this, uh, this stage, um, and the first one they could say was a fluke, you know, because he got the lucky roll up. Then he had the one where, where Brock just knocked him unconscious. I thought that was a, that was, um, that is a quintessential part of Cody's story because he didn't tap out. He passed out. And then this one going through just getting bludgeoned and beaten and then finding enough energy to come out there and hit Brock with the crossroads Three times to pick up the win was huge. All right, on to the main event: uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Um, this this followed the script of a Roman Reigns match. You know, it was good. I, I liked it. Um, I I knew going in that Jay wasn't going to get the win, but I was thinking to myself, how is Jay going to lose? Is there gonna be a smudge? Is, is is Roman gonna beat him clean? That was my my biggest question. And we got uh we got what we call an uninspected smudge. Jimmy! Jimmy, do you know one of the greatest things that has come from the Bloodline storyline? I no longer have to sit there and try to ch- try to tell who is who. I know the difference between Jay and Jimmy. And I will say of their 14 year career, or so it isn't until the Bloodline storyline, or later in the Bloodline storyline, I was actually able to tell them apart, so if nothing else, that is, uh, that's something, um, Jimmy comes out, uh, dressed in, dressed in all black, and smoges his, his own twin brother, to the shock of Roman Reigns, so I, I don't know, I, 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 this left me, like, huge question marks across my face, because I, how did this happen? Why did this happen? What is, what is, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? I thought we solidified that the bloodline was, the bloodline was done, you know, and now you're going to have maybe three fours of the bloodline together. And then Jimmy and then Jay off by himself. I don't know. I don't, I don't get that because I, I thought that they were, uh, I thought that we were starting the breakdown of the bloodline, but as we can see now that that is probably not the not the case, which is uh, which is crazy, because here we are SummerSlam heading into um, the, the the next going into the the next quarter. So this is where we start to build for WrestleMania up until um, up until Royal Rumble. So we got Payback, which is next. So with Payback, I'm thinking it has to be Jimmy versus Jay. It has to be, and they had talked about doing this for a very very long time. Uh, they want to square off against each other, but I did not think that it would come like this. And where does this leave Roman Reigns? Because he's not going to fight Jimmy or Jay, because they're they're going to go at it together. So I'm guessing Roman might be off the next pay-per-view altogether. But Roman Reigns, still the tribal chief, still the world champion. Um, as we head into this next little bit of... Uh, of wrestling. Also, uh, I left it off yesterday. The Money in the Bank. I mean, not the Money in the Bank, but the uh, Slim Jim. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Macho Man. Um, we head into the the Battle Royal, um, which which was great. You got all the entrants down there. Huge pop for LA Knight. People wanted to see LA Knight. Um, but then you have Omos, which is a classic. This is, this is probably the most classic Vince thing where everybody gets in the ring, and then you have a huge guy who you weren't expecting to show, which is Omos. Um, Omos, I think has gotten, gotten bigger, if that's possible. (laughs) He's gotten bigger. Uh, it, it is so weird when you, uh, when you see people who you think are normal, normal people size and Omos makes him look like dwarfs. It is insane, um, how big this man is. Um, and he did his usual big man spots, you know, I didn't think that he was going to win it, um, just because of, uh of LA Knight and him not being advertised and all that other, other things. I did think that maybe Grayson Waller would win it. Uh, or maybe Chad Gable. Um, I didn't even know Austin theory was in this thing. (laughs) Um, and he had this little exchange with Santos Escobar, which was, which is cool setting up the uh, title match coming up in the near future. Um, but the win goes to LA Knight, uh, redemption hitting the spot on Seamus that they missed on Friday. Um, I know they were very, very happy about that, and LA Knight wins this, I don't know, I don't know if there's any stipulation about winning this battle royal, maybe, maybe it just gives them some momentum going into the, uh, or they can say the 2023 Slim Jim winner, um, LA Knight, maybe they can say that for his, uh, for his next upcoming things, um, I do not, the only thing about, about him is that he's on Smackdown. And on SmackDown, you're going to be overshadowed by Roman Reigns in the bloodline. Um, Can he beat Austin Theory? Absolutely. I do not even think that is a stretch to say that LA Knight could could beat Austin Theory in a match clean with with no help, no interference. But I guess that would be the belt they they put him on first. But if he was on Raw, he'd be going after Seth. I think he'd be going after Seth, and I think that would be great Um, if Seth was to lose the title. Why not to LA Knight? Why not? Why not? But I guess that'll come with the the next draft. All right. SummerSlam 2023 in the books. Your answer to your trivia question. Who was the person who ended the current longest reigning Intercontinental Championship reign of the Honky Tonk Man? That would be one Jim Hellwig. The ultimate warrior. One of my all-time favorites and one of my fitness inspirations since I was a little, little bitty tyke. Um, but yeah, but Gunther's going to break that September is right around the corner. I can't believe it. What a summer this has been capped off by the greatest, uh, (laughs) one of the greatest summer slams in history. I'm going to say, um, looking forward to, uh, to what WWE has ready for us on Monday to see where Cody's going to go, um, to see where, who Seth's next opponent is. And, uh, when is Damian Priest going to cash in this money in the bank? When is he going to do it? Um, it has to be soon. I'm guessing because you you don't you don't want it to get stale. You don't want it to get stale. And what's next for Dominic Mysterio? Um, I, I want to see where he goes as he, him and Rhea are the mediators of the uh, of their faction right now, trying to hold everything together from falling apart. All right. Once again, this this podcast has been brought to you by. Go juice, go get you some go juice, 400 milligrams of caffeine. I'm about to chug one and then go get my fitness on. Uh, go check them out at uh, www.gojuiceenergy.com. Go pick you up some. They should be, we're getting them in retail stores very shortly. Or you can go to the LA Fitness in Brookhaven. Go pick you up some go juice. They, they have it there. Um, also, BAMF Hammer, B A M F Hammer.com, the newest. Fitness Hammer. Um, go, go check him out. Sean, uh, if you haven't had a chance, check out uh, the podcast I did with Sean on ATL Fit, where he goes into why and how he created this thing. Um, but yeah, it's been a, been a great summer, and I'm glad that I was able to get you some some, some, uh, some banging and clanging podcast action um, and recap on wrestling. These I'm probably going to do just right about uh, pay-per-view time, either the day before, a couple days before, and then immediately after so I can get you some recaps and that's where the big stuff takes place. There's the pay-per-viewers Alita, or if there's something, some huge news, I'll take a, I'll um, update you on that. But once again, thank you for all the support podcast been doing great, huge numbers, um, over the last couple months, um, looking on to bring on some more guests and yeah, have a great Sunday and I will catch you on the next episode.